Uh, joining us down the line now to talk all things cricket from ESPN Crick Info is Andrew McGlash. And Andrew, welcome back to the show. Hi there, nice to be with you. Always a pleasure. Uh, Andrew, just moments ago, India defeating Australia in the T20 World Cup warm-up match at the Gabba. 7 for 186 were India, Australia all out for 180. What did you make of the game? Uh, to be honest, I didn't watch too much of it because it is what it is. It's a warm-up game mm. and uh, there's obviously games going on today that kind of do have more consequence in the World Cup. But the bits I, I, I picked on, it was a high-quality game of cricket. Um, I mean, I watched the last few minutes there and Australia should have got across the line. They, they sort of messed up that chase there at the end. Um, but it's dangerous to read too much into these sorts of warm-up uh, games of cricket. Clearly, players going through emotions um, uh, at parts of it, although... Virat Kohli certainly wasn't towards the end there with those two stunning pieces of fielding which uh, turned the game on its head. But useful runs for Aaron Finch. Um, it'd be, it's important that he's been able to spend some time in the middle and it was a very competitive outing and it bodes well for the uh, for the Super 12 leg um, of, of the tournament uh, when, when these teams join the competition in, in a few days' time. So, yeah, I think I think from Australia's point of view, they'll just be glad that the, um, the preparation, the warm-up matches are finished now. There's definitely a feeling in their camp that they may have played a little bit too much cricket actually leading into this mm-hmm. World Cup. So they'll want to uh, sort of have a bit of downtime for a couple of days now before they face New Zealand at the SCG. All right. So how do you think the first 11 will look uh, for the first matchup? Uh, do you think it'll be what we just saw then uh, against India? Or do you think it'll be a slight change? Uh, perhaps maybe more of what we saw in the final game against England. What do you think it'll look like? Yeah, it'll look significantly different from what we've seen today. They were giving a couple of players who haven't had a hit or a bowl um, a run out in this game up in Brisbane. So I think it'll be the team uh, that we saw against England uh, the other day, which is basically so David Warner will come back in and we'll open with Finch and you have Mitch Marsh at three, Glenn Maxwell at four, Stoinis at five, David at six, Matthew Wade at seven, and then the four bowlers, which is the three mm-hmm. front-line quicks, and Adam Zamper, I think. And I think, to be honest, that's how it's been heading for a number of weeks, really, it has been interesting to watch how Australia have gone about their T20 cricket over the last couple of weeks. But I think a lot of it has been, I wouldn't say a bit of bluff, because they have been fairly honest with us. They've been saying, look, we've been tinkering with things. They've had a couple of niggles to manage. Stoinis and Marsh have not been bowling much, so they've had to try and get another all-rounder in there at times. But I think everything has been leading up to New Zealand at the SCG. And that 11 that I just gave there has looked like Australia's likely eleven. For the last month and a half, Tim Davis has come in and you've got to pick him. So he slots into that middle order. Stephen Smith becomes your spare batter. Interesting today that in quite a high-scoring game at the Gabba, he's gone at under 100 strike rate again. Mm. Uh, so I think he's drifting further out of the T20 equation. So, yeah, that's your first 11. And then they'll make changes they need to due to injury or, or form later on in the tournament. Do you think Cam Green will play a, a significant role and come into the rotation at some point in this World Cup? No, they haven't been able to add him to the squad. He's not part of the squad now. He wasn't in the original 15 and the um, the deadline for adding him in passed yesterday. So the only way he will now play at the World Cup is if there's an injury and it can only be an injury for a like-for-like player now. So, for example, if Ashton Agar does his side again, they can't replace him with Cameron Green because he's not a like-for-like cricketer. The only way they could have done that was to do it uh, up to the cut-off point, which was two days ago. So no, um, barring... Um, Barring an injury to a, a marsh of a stoyness, we won't be seeing Cam Green at this World Cup. All right, so you've been keeping a close eye on, I'm sure, the other actual 
World Cup matches. So currently it is the West Indies <laughs> taking on Scotland. Uh, West Indies needing 92 from 62. How do you think the rest of this match will play out? Oh, this is this is shaping up to the absolute cracker. We have the potential for a repeat of yesterday's uh, terrific result for Namibia on the cards where they turned over Sri Lanka. And what a start to the World Cup it would be if two of the if the two big teams in this first round were beaten in their first matches. It really would uh, throw everything in these two groups up in the air, really, that would have been presumed. I mean, Sri Lanka and West Indies, you'd still back them to go through losing their first games, but what it will have is a huge impact on where they'll be seeded or rather which groups they'll go into um, in the next round. So, um, yeah, Scotland well on top at the moment. Uh, they've just taken some drinks down there. West Indies needing 92 off 10 overs with six wickets in hand. You've got to say that Scotland are edging this one at the moment, and that would be a fantastic result for them. Mm, certainly would. So uh, when you look at this World Cup, um, Andrew, I mean, are the Aussies still favoured? I mean, they've had some... Losses leading in, uh, as you mentioned, they've played a, a fair few games, maybe a little too many. So would they be favoured in, in this home World Cup or are you leaning somewhere else? Oh, I wouldn't say I'm leaning to one particular team, really. I, and I, I know it's a sitting on the fence answer, but I genuinely think it's too close to call, partly because of the format. I mean, we're seeing at the start of this first round just not how easy it is in T20 cricket for an upset, but it's much more likely in this format. Um, and I, I, I don't think anyone can honestly say who is the favourites um, for, for this tournament. The bookmakers will have their say, but I can't imagine there'll be a lot between the top five or six teams, really. I mean, Australia will be one of them, um, but it's such a brutal group stage. Once again, in that Super 12s we saw last year in the UAE, Glasgow went out with just one defeat um, out of their five group matches. Um, and Australia were living on the edge after losing to England heavily in their game. So you've almost got to win every game to be absolutely comfortable of where you are in the tournament. So it, it sounds obvious to say, but it, it's who starts best and who finishes best really is going to win. So yeah, Australia up there. Um, England will be right up there as well. Um, India will be an interesting one because I know they've won today, but they don't have Jasmine Bumar anymore, which is a big loss. Um, but really, yeah, it could be one of six or seven teams, which makes it such a fascinating World Cup. Okay, let's turn our attention now to some Sheffield Shield. Great start by WA against Victoria. Victoria uh, had a decent third session, though we were able to take four for 90. Uh, but, geez, WA, uh, five for 290 at the end of day one. They got through it pretty quickly as well. Cam Bancroft with a 100. Uh, Whiteman out for 82. What, what are your thoughts on that first day matchup? Yeah, uh, solid. I, th- I think WA will be a little bit disappointed how they finished up. I mean, they were. One for 210, um, and as you say, they've now five for 290 in the close, so the middle order have sort of slipped them a bit there. The um, victorious spinners made a few inroads and late in the session, and then, and then Mitch Perry um, struck as well, but a good 100 from Cameron Bancroft and a very solid opening stand with Sam White when they put on 146. So look, there's still some batting to come for them. Hilton Cartwright's in and overnight. If they can get 350 plus, it puts you in a reasonable position, but it looks a pretty flat pitch over there at junction, so yeah, it could be hard, hard work to force a result. So we'll be interested to see how the second day plays out in that one. And Tasmania looking pretty good at the Adelaide Oval right now. Stumps on day two. South Australia leading by three runs and eight wickets remaining. So the Redbacks out for 2-2-7 two, two, on their first. And then uh, currently 2 for two, uh, for sorry, 2 for 21. And Tasmania were all out for 2.45 in their first. So how do you think the rest of that matchup will play out? Yeah, big, late little, well, in the 
penalty over the day, Peter Sinnels nipped out two late ones there, which gives uh, Tasmania a nice little boost. I mean, one of them was Harry Conway, the night watchman. So obviously not huge value in terms of the wicket taken, but they only South Australia only just in the lead there. So um, I think Tasmania will fancy their chances in that one. Um, South well, both teams can have little batting orders, but South Australia particularly. So um, yeah, I think at the moment Tasmania edging that one. They they, they got to a very small lead. Um, so yeah, interesting contest that. But I think at the moment you'd probably just um, just back Tasmania in for that one. And we've got uh, a great WBBL matchup to look forward to. The Perth Scorchers have won the toss elected to bowl against the Hobart Hurricanes. Can the Scorchers get it done? Uh, I backed them to get it done. They looked very good uh, the other night um, against the Thunder. Kept them to eight for eighty-eight, and then knocked it off with five overs to spare. They're looking a very they look a very strong side again. Obviously, got the powerhouse pairing at the top there, Sophie Devine and Beth Mooney. And when you have a spinner of the skills of Alana King. Um, those four overs to become priceless as well. So they look a good team. Um, so yeah, it'll be an interesting contest. There's been some very good, well, very interesting and some very good cricket played at the start of this WBBL. But the pitch out at, at Blacktown where these games, this game is taking place has been tricky. And I think, if we're honest, it's not a, a great pitch for T20. So it might be another low-scoring game. But yeah, I fancy the Scorchers to, to get home again tonight. Andrew, a pleasure. As always, thank you very much for your time. No worries, anytime. Thank you. There he goes, Andrew McGlashan from ESPN Crick Info. Always great to chat with Andrew.